Welcome to Bethany Bible Fellowship, where we are all about the glory of God and the good of His people. It is a privilege to be able to share this online resource with you, and we pray that it is a blessing to you, that it builds up your faith and encourages you on in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening. Well, it is my privilege to welcome you here to Bethany. Those of you who are our guests this morning, welcome. It is a delight to have you here as we celebrate Christmas. Ages ago, a king found himself in the worst situation imaginable for a king. It says that both the king and the people shook as the trees of the forest shake before the wind. He knew what was coming. You see, what had happened in the northern kingdom was coming to his town. He knew the horrors that that place had endured. And the armies that were pressing now down upon his neck were merciless. And as far as he was concerned, they were unstoppable. Even though he stood behind these massive stone walls on, in his city on the hill, he was quaking. Have you ever been in a situation where, where the odds were stacked against you? Where the end felt like it was drawing near, where it just felt like there was no light ahead at the end of that tunnel. The prophet Isaiah, he went to this king and he told him, ask God for a sign. You see, Isaiah knew that this king needed to know, he needed to have his eyes opened to where his one and only hope could be found. But the king refused. And that's where Isaiah basically says, whether you like it or not, a sign is coming. Only the sign that was going to be given, it wasn't so much for that king. It was actually a sign for you and for me. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign, he said. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And someone says, wait a second, what kind of a sign is that? What am I supposed to take away from, from this sort of sign? The virgin will conceive and bear a son? Well, here's, here's the takeaway. It's a sign that this is not the end, that all hope is not lost. There's actually something better out there. There's actually more to get out of life than just drowning your sorrows away with some sort of substance or, or working for the weekend or managing your pain or living to a ripe old age and, and passing away in peace. There's actually more than that. It's a sign that says that you are significant. It says that you have value. You actually have tremendous value. It's a sign that says there's someone who understands. There's someone who knows what you've been through, who is well acquainted with your pain, who loves you in spite of the, the deep, dark secrets that you may have hidden away, and who, though maybe no one else would, would give everything to make you whole and to restore you to health. 
and to enable you to be all that you were destined to be and bring you to a place of safety and peace and joy forever with him. That's what this is a sign of. It's a sign that even though life seems like it might be completely spinning out of control, the sign maker has not lost control. It's a sign that tells you that despite all of the pain and all the suffering, the injustice that you know in your world, he has an uninterrupted purpose and plan that's unfolding in, in the midst of it all. And it's a sign that tells you that, that even though every rational fiber of your being screams impossible with God, a baby born of a virgin, the eternal God who created everything, taking on human flesh, the removal of, of every dark stain of your guilt and your shame. With God, all things are possible. I don't know everyone here this morning, but, but I have a feeling that maybe you're not all that different from me. Oh, these days we love to look around the room and we love to point out all the differences. We love to say things like, you know what, they don't get me. No, no one understands. No one knows what I've been through. No one has endured the suffering that I've endured. No one has been oppressed the way that I have been oppressed. And you know, to some extent, that may be true. I mean, we've all got our own burdens to bear. We all have our own pasts that tend to creep up and follow us around and haunt our dreams. And to be fair, some of us have it a lot easier than others. Maybe we were born to an easier situation. We've had more to work with than maybe someone else has. Or maybe we've been given some breaks that other people just haven't gotten. But the Bible says... And I believe, and all of us, if we're honest, our lives testify to the fact that not a single one of us are okay. The kids aren't all right. That's uh, what the old punk rock band from Garden Grove over here used to sing about. We aren't all right. The Bible tells us that we're like sheep that have wandered away from a shepherd, a good shepherd. We've turned our own way to go uh, down a path that we thought was full of promise. But as we go down that path, we begin to realize more and more and more that this is a path that is ending in a place that is not good. We all thought it was the path of life, of, of health, of, of everything that's good, but it's turned out to be a path of, of destruction, a, a barren wasteland, a, a, a desert a valley of death. Following the signing of the Instrument of Surrender on September 2nd, 1945, things began to look up. And people thought, World War II is behind us. Things are gonna get better and better and maybe even better still. I mean, look at us. We've learned a thing or two. We've experienced the horrors of war. We've seen hatred. We've seen prejudice. We've seen destruction. That's all in the past. Now, that's never going to happen again. We've conquered the enemy. And you know what? Our, our knowledge is increasing. And look at the technology that's developing at this incredible rate here. And the world just seems like it's, it's shrinking. We're all becoming close and, and more like one. And, and so why wouldn't there be peace 
and, and justice and the pursuit of, of happiness just starting to spread all throughout this world of ours. But one factor that kind of optimism fails to acknowledge is the below-the-surface problem that the Bible tells us exists in every one of our hearts. You see, a human heart that's turned away from its maker is a heart that can go no other place but down. There's none righteous, the Bible tells us. There's, there's, There's no one who does good. It says that there is a way that seems right to people You know where that ends? It ends in death. Sometimes we find ourselves asking questions like, why all this death and destruction? Why all the hate? Why all the prejudice? Why all the racism? Why the the dishonesty and corruption in seats of power? It just seems to be the rule these days. Why Why the breakdown of my marriage? Why the resentment from my kids? Why the betrayal among so-called friends? Why, why all this straining and striving, working and worry, all just to get by, and then in the end, doesn't it all just seem kind of meaningless? Why the feeling inside that something's not right in here? I, I, I'm not at home in this. Something's missing. Not who I'm supposed to be. Answer is really quite simple, you know. It's very simple. We are a people that has stepped away from who we were designed to be and how we were supposed to live and the one we were made to enjoy and depend on. We've set ourselves on a course and we went down that path and we realized this isn't so good. But you know what? We're powerless to change that direction. We've looked at policies. We've looked at legislation, haven't we? We tried for, from, with education. We've tried throwing money at the problem. Gobs and gobs of money at the problem. That hasn't seemed to help. Lately, we've been exploring this possibility of just, you know, let's just, let's just, Stop. Let's just give in. Let's just, let's just throw off all of those rules and all of these expectations of trying to be this or trying to be that. Maybe if we just throw off all of the shackles that were holding us down and do our own thing, then we're going to be happier and we're going to get along so much better. You know what? You do you but it hasn't taken very long for us to see that strategy isn't working so well either. In fact, it seems to be leaving a a trail of broken and battered bodies in its wake like almost nothing else we've tried before. I mean, we talk about depression, and we talk about suicide, and we talk about crime, and we talk about murder, and we talk about poverty, and we talk about addiction, broken homes war. And that's when someone asks, is there any hope? What's the answer here? The answer is, 
the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. The sign has actually been given. The Savior has actually been born. That name Emmanuel, like we heard earlier, it means God is with us. We may have abandoned him. He has not abandoned us. And his arrival that we celebrate on Christmas morning, that's the beginning of his design to open the way for us to be rescued from our hellbound trajectory, to be saved from the end that, that we deserve, to be brought back into right standing and restored to life and given a good future, a never-ending future that he has prepared. The son that was born, that's a sign that your maker's love for you is strong. The son that was born wasn't just born to look cute and cuddly. He was a man on a mission. This is the star that would rise out of Jacob, like we saw on the screen. It's the scepter that would rise out of Israel. This is the new thing that was coming, the life-giving river that would flow through that barren desert, the light come in to change our darkness forever. God become man. He lived the perfect life, the life that we should have lived. He would innocently die the death that we deserve to die. It's actually a, a simple equation. It's a case of filling in. It's, it's substitution. It's tapping in to take our place, dying that we might have life, rising from the dead, that our future with him might be secure. First John 3 says, see what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. This is the kind of love that God has for you, the kind of love that comes, that lives, that dies, so that you might know what it's like to be called one of his kids. Do you know that hope? Have you recognized this sign? Have you laid down your defenses and acknowledged the futility of life your own way and confessed, God, I'm a sinner in need of a savior and what I need is Jesus. You know, if you haven't come to that place, then the greatest gift that you can receive this Christmas is this Jesus. The gift of, of life's reboot, the gift of being restored and belonging to the family of God. If, in fact, if you believe that God is calling you right now, tugging on your heart to trust him right now, I'm going to ask you in just a minute, pray silently with me. Let's do business together right here and right now. And for those of you that have already placed your trust in Christ, would you be praying for those the Lord brings to mind that they might have their eyes open to Jesus. We don't do that enough, do we? Let's pray together. If God is calling you to himself, pray, Lord God, I'm your creation that's gone my own way. And I've lived my life without acknowledgement or regard for you. 
I know that I can't try hard enough or be good enough to fix my broken relationship with you on my own. So thank you for Jesus. I believe that he took my place on the cross, paying for every single one of my sins. And I believe that he rose from the grave, proving that he was who he claimed to be and accomplished what he came to accomplish. Forgive me. Wash me clean. Make me yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if that was you, and you prayed that prayer, and your trust is now in Jesus, you need to know from this moment forward, you are not the same anymore. You are now a child of the king, and with that comes uh, a belonging to God's eternal family. God's begun a good work inside of you, a work that, just like for the rest of us, is ongoing. He wants to keep refining you as you get to know him and understand him and learn what it means to live for him. I've got three next steps for you that are so important. The first is this. Tell somebody. Tell somebody what just happened inside of you this morning. Jesus said if we acknowledge him before others, he'll acknowledge us before the Father in heaven. That's the first one. Tell somebody. Second, get your head in the Bible. There's nothing better for you right now than to get to know this God who loves you, who gave himself for you, who has a place reserved for you in eternity. If you need some suggestions on where to start, come find me after service. I'd love to help you find a great place to start. Finally, find a local church to call home. <laughs> Coming to Jesus, it includes this new family, this belonging in this new family. Out there, we're going to get strife. We're going to experience the murkiness, the, the joy-killing stuff that's out there. You and I need the encouragement and support of fellow believers, and they need you. So find a good church. Bethany is one of those churches that I believe is a good place to belong. But if this place isn't right for you, come see me. I can suggest some other good local churches for you. Let's get started on this new life. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. Call his name Emmanuel. The sign's been given. The son has been born. The king has conquered. And the victory is for all of us who hope in him. Are you excited? Are you ready to celebrate? This is the day that the Lord has made. He's come. He's coming again. He has conquered. Let's give him the praise that he deserves. Thanks for listening to this message from Bethany Bible Fellowship. For more resources, visit our website at bbfoc.org.